0: the panhandle news network the views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the panhandle news network wepm and wcst or west virginia radio corporation here we go welcome to panhandle live on wepm and wcst the panhandle news network panhandle live is brought to you by sutton and janelle attorneys at law Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at SuttonandJanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik.
1: It is Tuesday, the 28th, and you are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit a new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Marsha, good morning.
2: Hey, Jordan, how are you doing?
1: I'm struggling this morning. I'm so tired. I don't know why. One of those mornings, I guess.
2: The Tuesday, it's inexplicable.
1: Mm. Well, this is a really strange part of the year. This week, I feel like between Christmas and New Year's, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of just a timeless week where nothing really exists.
2: You know what's problematic is that everyone else seems to be posting pictures from the beach. Mm. You know, there's so many people that took the week off and yeah.
1: Yeah, I've been seeing pictures from people down in Florida Mm -hmm. on cruises.
2: Puerto Rico Uh, yeah so and where are we where we where we want to be
1: panhandle and the beautiful panhandle and it has been nice weather wise I can't really I can't necessarily complain too much about the weather even though this morning when I was on the way here it kind of looked it felt like a spring morning it was weird it was like kind of misty and the sun was coming up felt like it was uh, I always assume (laughs) people always make fun of me because I'll say it feels like baseball Oh, and for no, me, that's perfect. Like no. it feels like the spring morning where it's mm-hmm. a little steamy, right? It's still kind of cold, but a little steamy. It always feels like baseball morning mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. No, maybe I it's all the out. winters that I've spent in Florida, getting away from the bad weather for baseball. We'd go mm-hmm. down there during like the early spring when it's all snowing oh, and gotcha. awful here, and it's like to Florida people cold, but it's we're walking around in shorts, shorts and a t shirt. Yeah,
2: tropics, yeah, right.
1: But yeah, so hopefully this coffee will get me through the rest of the day.
2: I think you'll be fine. Yeah. You'll but be-
1: yesterday we had a jam-packed show and we weren't able to really get to a ton of the news. There was a lot of news that came out. Uh, so do you have a little news roundup for us?
2: So a little bit. First of all, um after a long pause, I think the last uh, COVID report was Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we we had our first DHHR report and um you know, it showed over that period of days that there had been um 3,450 extra confirmed mm. cases over those days um but the active cases in the state actually declined to 8746 really? in the panhandle um active cases as of yesterday's report stand at uh 1263 in berkeley county 547 in jefferson 154 in morgan uh, notably no deaths in the panhandle but i also saw um a couple of announcements from uh wvu medicine berkeley uh, medical center jefferson medical center that uh be patient. Their urgent cares are seeing a lot of traffic and their ERs are swamped right now. Uh, And, and, you know, of course, you know, there, there are sick people, Mm -hmm. but there are also folks, you know, with planned vacations, staffing issues, um, the nursing shortage that Hoppy wrote uh, uh, a piece about, of course, people always respond. Well, you know, VAX mandates, some people, Mm -hmm. you know, had to quit. And anyway, for whatever reason, they're suggesting please pack your patients and, and know that these uh, medical professionals are doing the best they can.
1: Well, numbers are definitely going up. It's nice to hear, though, that numbers in the state, West Virginia, at least in the mm-hmm. last report, have gone down. But definitely, I mean, you see in like the Herald-Mail and you see all around the country lines for testing are crazy long again. And there's no room left in the hospitals and whatnot. It's getting a little Touch and go again. Feels we
2: like. we talked about this. I think last week that you know when you see numbers in Morgan County yeah. like one seventy five right now they're at one fifty four. That seems excessive.
1: Yeah, that's always kind of my uh, what my measuring stick mm-hmm. is Morgan County. Right. I feel, and once it gets up over. Well, once it gets to like 175 like you said a couple, yeah. last week and 150 or something now mm-hmm. it makes me a little nervous
2: and berkeley county has been above a thousand for mm-hmm. for a bit and it was so far below a yeah. thousand you oh, know yeah. for a long time so uh you know people around us um you know are, are looking to see whether or not they can get tested and all of that people are seeking out urgent care there are uh testing opportunities listed on each of the panhandle health department's social media uh so and of course there are some take-home tests Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. local pharmacies but some of those are in short supply so again whatever you're doing pack your patients
1: right right and of course uh, vaccines and vaccinations are available around the panhandle you can go do that you can find all that's i mean can't go anywhere without it. It seems mm-hmm. like finding something to tell you where to go test or where to do mm-hmm. this, where to do that. So you can anecdotally,
2: that. the folks that I've known who are getting COVID are recovering mm-hmm. and it yep. doesn't seem to be quite as yep. severe. So maybe that's the Omicron variant. I, I'm not sure. Like I understand any of this, but <laughs> just just as as we've been suggesting with all the supply chain and the employment issues. Wherever you're going, just be mindful that these are other human mm. beings you're interacting with. So
1: Absolutely. And that goes, well, I guess now that we're out of the holiday season, this one kind of goes a little bit softer. But when you're dealing with your, you know, people out at the stores mm-hmm. or at a restaurant. Parking lots. <clears throat> parking lots. My goodness. Walmart. Goodness. If I get shoved out of one more line at Walmart. Somebody trying to get in front of me. I, <laughs> I, I, I stopped the lady and told her this, too. I was we were walking I was walking towards the uh self checkout line the other day <clears throat> at Walmart and I, this lady was racing me to get like we oh, came around fast walking. We came around the corner at the same time. Was she time. even
2: trying to conceal that she was fast walking?
1: I don't know if she was or if she knew what she was doing, but I could see her looking at me out the corner of her eye and we were came around the corner at the same time and she started edging me and I was like, Oh, she's racing me. So I was messing with her because I didn't care, right? I only had a few things. So uh, I kind of like started to walk faster, and then her eyes got bigger, and she started walking faster. <laughs> and then we finally get to the line, and Dom was like, I was like, baby, okay?" And she goes, "What do you mean?" I was like, "I felt like you're racing me. Did you need to get?" <laughs> and she was like, "Well, I wanted to make sure I get in line." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, well, I don't blame you." It's like, but you don't got to sprint. Like I'll you, let you go. Did you
2: let her in front of you? Of course. Okay. Of that course, is but
1: I had to make her to work do. for it a bit.
2: I was out Christmas Eve, and I went to to Martin's to get cookie supplies, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. cookie season, right? And, and who, who who
1: has some really good? My cookie? husband oh, has right.
2: amazing, right. and yeah, you're just gonna <laughs> feed his ego about it because we've already talked about good. this. But he's got really good cookie recipe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was getting supplies for that, a few other things, and um, it was a Martin's I don't usually go to. Mm-hmm. And um, I noticed when I was kind of like weaving my way through the aisles, it looked like there was a backup around the um, the cash registers, right? Right. But once I kind of got ready to check out, I realized it wasn't really the cash registers. People were lined up and it was mostly millennials at the oh, self-checkout. Don't like don't blame were t- us. Don't blame us no, 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 millennials. I'm not kidding you. I walked up and I'm like, well, it's, I guess I just need to you know wait for a bit. There were like eight or t- 10 people waiting to get in line to the self-checkout and I walked right up to a man <laughs> checkout, and I was probably like the third one in, but mm-hmm. everyone was kind of moving fast. I'm like, guys, it's open <laughs> here. And I got in and out really quickly. Now, but- <laughs> I'm all
1: for the self checkouts, all for it. So let me do my thing in out, mm-hmm. and out, keep it moving. Um, now, I will say the one that trips me up the most and most often is the Royal Farms out on Route 9, because uh-huh. it's all self checkout. Right. I mean, there's somebody there to get help you if you need it or you. whatever, but it's all self-checkout. In the first time, well, this has happened a couple of times, but the first time I went in there and uh, I'm standing there. Nobody's behind the counter. We got like a drink and a like some Sour Patch Kids or something.
2: Before you realize that you had to do it yourself.
1: And I'm just standing there looking. People are lining up behind me.
2: Awkwardly with your Sour Patch. And like,
1: why is nobody going to come help me? And it's this guy comes up, leans over my shoulder and goes, hey, they're all self-checkout. Oh. I went, oh, and I literally staying there for like 10 minutes
2: oh wow there's yeah. poor people behind you
1: yeah they were nice about it but you said martins and that reminded me that uh if you because of course we are your home for shepherd university basketball here on wpm and wicl the big dog uh, 95.9 the big dog is your home for shepherd university uh football and if you were looking to get some super region one championship shepherd football gear and you haven't been able to find it because it's all getting sold out all over the place well you can find them locally at the charlestown uh, martins at flowing springs the charlestown CVS, uh, the Hagerstown Wise on Eastern Boulevard, Inwood CVS, the Martinsburg Wise, the Ranson Wise. So pretty much the any CVS Wise or Martins uh, in and around the Panhandle should have some uh, pretty cool looking Shepherd Football Region One Championship gear, sweatshirts, out, t-shirts, awesome. and masks. Yeah, pretty cool. I saw that yesterday on one of the uh, Shepherd University fan Facebook pages, and looks pretty cool. So I have to uh, have to have go to go, go shopping. One. Yeah, and they're pretty cool looking. Especially I like the mask too with the little shepherd SU on it.
2: That's neat. Yeah,
1: so you can go get your Shepherd Rams Region 1 Super Region 1 championship uh gear at those places. And of course at the uh Shepherd bookstore on campus and online and things like that too.
2: Yeah, but they're on break, right? Are they open?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Well, they have, their online store is always open. And oh, if gotcha. you just yeah, you can search it. I think if you go to like ShepherdRams.com and it's all it's all right there and they have great stuff. I it was kind of Almost a problem that my parking spot for football games, home games, was in front of the bookstore. Mm -hmm. Because I'd get there and be like, oh, you know, I could use a sweatshirt today. And I'd run in and they always have cool stuff in those college bookstores. Great stuff. And that Shepherd bookstore is awesome too. Stuff you didn't know
2: you needed. I know.
1: I'd end up getting a shirt and then a sweatshirt and then a hat and then. A pen. Wow! I know you'd think. Merry I'd, Christmas to you! I know you'd think I'm a shepherd student at this point.
2: <laughs> so uh, we referenced some news stories yesterday. You can read those stories at PanhandleNewsNetwork.com um, to kind of get the details about those. Uh, one of the updates from the Clearbrook incident, where four people were shot, and the the uh, perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator, uh, shot and killed himself later on mm. near the airport down mm-hmm. in Winchester. Uh, I saw a social media post. From uh, the wife of a guy who got injured. He was one of the bystanders who uh, was trying to help. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he looks like he's going to be okay, but he got shot in the
1: cheek. Oof, scary.
2: So part of his, you know, cheek is paralyzed right now.
1: Right. Oh,
2: so, you know, bless but those impressive. people who yeah. stepped in because, you know, God only knows what would have happened to that woman. You know, Absolutely. she also got shot. Yeah.
1: But, mm. Yeah, it takes a special person to step in line like that. Mm-hmm absolutely but yeah if you um wanted to learn more about any of those stories you can find them over on the Panhandle News Network, uh, dot com. and coming up here in a few minutes we are going to uh have a bill stubblefield berkeley county's distinguished citizen in to talk about being a distinguished dis- citizen and he does so much in and around mm-hmm. the panhandle in the community anyway so uh, that'll be an interesting talk and then of course we'll be uh starting to talk about the berkeley county 250 the 250th anniversary commemoration which kicks off well here on well, i guess friday yeah friday so we'll be uh listening back to matt umstead and- and uh, hear all those plans that are going on. It's going to be pretty cool stuff. It's all right here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network.
0: Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kabolik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Line, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us, Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsha Kovalec. And, of course, coming up on Friday, it's New Year's Eve and the start of a new year in the Panhandle, but it is also the start of the 250th year for Berkeley County. So It'll the 250th, that's right, the anniversary commemorations will get started on Friday. And we had, uh, well... Uh, Matt Umstead on, uh, what was it, last week, two weeks ago?
2: That's the 14th. Nick. Yeah, Nick Deal and Matt Umstead on to talk about that.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on and all kinds of cool stuff planned. So here they are talking about the Berkeley County 250th. And joining us in studio to talk about Berkeley County 250th is Matthew Umstead and Nick Deal. How you all doing this morning? Good, Great. good.
3: Thank you. Absolutely. Great, thanks, thanks for, for
1: us. joining us. Absolutely.
2: So folks know Matt from the Herald, and of course now he's uh, in a position with the uh, Berkeley County Council and uh, Nick Deal is uh, the director of the Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport, and apparently volunteer extraordinaire in this whole <laughs> effort to celebrate Berkeley <laughs> County's 250th. Um, so, Nick, you're you're like me, I believe you came to Berkeley County and kind of made it your home because uh, I went to Concord. Oh, okay. um, Grew up down in nice. southern West Virginia. Me too. Right. So Berkeley guy. Look right. Look at that. So yeah, Mountain nice. Lions. There you go. <laughs> that seems so foreign that I'm saying that, but you've embraced it. You've become part of the community part of the fabric yes and uh, of I've course here Matthew for- here has you roped into helping out with the birthday I, now
4: I love doing bit. it he's got some exciting things happening
3: yeah but- we do we really do we're excited a lot about uh the very a lot of family-friendly fun activities uh that we're planned for the uh, commemoration so. So, so let's talk about some. yeah
1: of say what are some of those plans
3: well Nick is actually I brought Nick in today to, to kind of talk a little bit about the Independence Day celebration and where we're at with some sponsorship activities and, uh, and how things are kind of taking shape. Uh, I think you just punted. Is that what you call that? (laughs) uh, I call that, I call that good management. (laughs) We have have a great uh, event at the airport and and Nick is gracious out there to be a a willing host for that. So Nick,
4: uh, well, we'll, I'll talk, we have numerous events happening throughout the year and I'll let Matt talk, talk about some of those. There's everything from, from a color run to um, a lot of really neat uh, activities that, that, help us educate us as to the history of this area and uh it's a it, it, it's a pretty spectacular history as it is um at the airport which is actually we're celebrating our 100th year anniversary in two years wow, in, wow. In you'll have
2: to come back on and talk about that i definitely will. maybe we'll have so to we do have a have show from the air oh. An air from show. the air. Can
1: you imagine doing a panhandle live from an airplane. That would be awesome. Perfect. Or a helicopter. Oh, there we yeah. go. The, anyway. The ambient sound on that. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we got We got two parachute years. Parachuting. Wait, <laughs> that that
2: escalated quickly. Wait a
1: minute. <laughs> well, we got two years to iron out That's the right. details. Right. Two right. years
2: yeah. to if gracefully can... back out of parachuting. <laughs> out of <it. laughs> so, yeah,
4: we've got, uh, we at, at our event, which will be on uh, July the 3rd, uh, 2022, uh, we are going to have. We're going to start at uh, at Matthew's request at two fifty p.m. Nice. Yeah, the symbolism of that does not escape us. Yeah, yeah uh, there'll be uh, there'll be live music there. We're going to have uh, several food trucks and several other activities for 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 the whole family. We're going to have some flyovers by some pretty neat aircraft, and so uh, we, we we're working on building that event so that it's going to be uh it's it's going to be exciting all afternoon and it's going to culminate at the the end of the evening with some pretty impressive fireworks that you'll be able to see from certain areas in the city as well oh wow it's the the first time the city of martinsburg and the county and and berkeley county council have uh, partnered up to to put together the the fireworks display at the end of the evening so we're very excited about that too
3: that does sound cool we tested the fireworks a few weeks back and uh they're just I was over at the Holiday Inn <laughs> observing them being fired oh, wow. from the airports. So. And
2: you guys didn't announce that just like randomly. People, <laughs> I'm sure the community <laughs> bulletin boards are like, Did you hear that? Those loud popping what noises. That? Those, that kids. Was, <laughs> those kids. Those
4: kids. <laughs> 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 and it was these kids. Yeah, no, it <laughs> was these kids. The big kids. <laughs> that's right. Now so we,
2: that's, that's happening July 4th, actually. July 3rd. July 3rd. July 3rd. Okay, yep. thank you. Yep. Well, no, trying. we
4: didn't announce it because in case something right. didn't right. go off accurately, we didn't want right.
1: to. Now, 250 years years. There's a lot of history, and especially in this area, it's a ton of history. So how right. are you able to, I mean, how are you able to kind of plan all of this stuff throughout the year? Is it, Are you having to kind of omit some things or kind of group things together in a general sense?
3: Well, the steering committee really uh, has really worked very hard. I want to give a shout out to everybody on the committee. They've done a yeoman's job of trying to put together a, a, a really nice quality uh, series of events for the, the community Considering the context of COVID, mm-hmm. it's been a, uh, it was like honestly, admittedly, a, a late start to the planning effort. And uh, it, it has at times even still been a struggle. We've had some Zoom uh, contact with our meetings and such because people were so concerned about that issue. And it's very much a concern. So we've been battling through that still as even as we plan to go forward. And and, and yes, we're starting with a, a, a kickoff event, uh, if you will, with the exhibit at the library it continues throughout the year, and it will be uh, an exhibit that will be updated periodically throughout 2022. So it is kind of capturing the. Oh, it is an overarching uh, kind of event that kind of captures the history of the community from the start, uh, which we start with Morgan Morgan, of mm-hmm, course, mm-hmm. in the 1720s, and what and a great name into the into uh, <laughs> uh, uh, current day, and and looking ahead, actually, the very end of the exhibit will be looking forward into the future so. so
2: those archives i'm sure are things that among them will be some things that folks haven't been able to see uh prior to this the 250th doesn't happen every day and i'm sure a lot of community groups are interested in taking part you mentioned uh sponsorships is that still on the table
4: yeah we've got a number of sponsorships and actually and 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 i do have to give a shout out specifically to matthew because he's really the one that has done all the work and put this together he has worked very hard to to make this happen, and so it's, it's impressive to see all the groups he's had work together for this. But we have several sponsorship levels. I'll just read off the names to you, and maybe you recognize sure. some of these Norborn Berkeley, Adam Stevens, Thomas Brian Martin, Alexander White, and Morgan Morgan. So those are our sponsorship those are levels. levels.
2: Those
1: okay. are the levels. Those are the levels.
4: Wait, so is, from,
2: is Morgan Morgan like the top tier? Yeah, Morgan, how'd,
1: you, how'd you put
4: yeah, that So We yeah. started with Morgan Morgan. It's the first tier. Okay. And we started uh, with him because... Yeah, it started with office, him. Right? Yeah, there you go. We worked our way up to the... So we, he's the... Morgan Morgan is the $1,000 sponsorship level. And then uh, Norborn Berkeley is the $25,000 sponsorship level. So, so you can cool, move
2: your fun. way through the annals of history yeah. with your sponsorship level.
4: Clever. Yeah. Very
1: and clever. You,
3: like and, and you may know a little bit about Morgan Morgan, and maybe you know a little bit about Norburn Berkeley, but I mm-hmm. would ask your listeners if they know anything about Alex, Adam Steve- Alexander White.
2: No. Oh, no. Know, we're going to have to ask our historians to yeah. like ex- yeah. expound on that.
4: I think that's a show in and of itself.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, I wonder
2: who would... Steve? Or Bob?
1: Sure. I'm going to ask Both. Bob. Can we have just a panel, panel discussion? Bob yeah. said
2: I could have him in whenever I wanted well, to. So, like, we I might, <laughs> like play to do
1: the Okay, Andrew White, go. Alexander White. Alexander White. He was, he was
3: the f- uh, first prosecuting attorney, if you will, of the county, and he also served in the first Congress of the United States and the second Congress.
1: Wow.
2: And he's from he's little old Rep- Rep- Berkeley County. county yes. That's right. When we were Virginia. And I think yes. that, that right. bears right. you know repeating because right. a lot of us, you just assume we were West yeah, Virginia. Forget. But that far yeah. back. Right. Yeah, we were exactly we were still right. part of, as Hoppy likes to say, the mothership. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Now, has there
1: has there been any kind of pre two fiftieth things happening? I don't know, like at the Adam Stephen house, they had a uh, the uh, they were had it all decorated in oh, the yeah, you know, period the times and things like that. The, yeah, so, have you kind of done any pre two fiftieth things?
3: I wouldn't say. I wouldn't describe it as that yeah. uh, we have been very closely working with the, the mm-hmm. general Adam Steven Memorial association who kind of heads up the activities at the Adam Stephen house. And they're very much an integral partner right. with us on various activities and events. And Keith Hemersla over there has done a yeoman's job with, I've said the yeoman's now three times <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the exhibit at the library. He, he's there at the library working very hard on that project for us, with us. And, uh, I, I yeah, so uh, you know we're looking forward to that celebration coming up on New Year's Eve, and as part of uh, you know, come down for the apple drop, but stop by the exhibit, check it out for a, a grand opening, a uh, little reception there uh, at the library on uh, on the December thirty first. So so cool. I'm looking forward to the apple yeah. drop.
1: I, I didn't know that was even a thing you until just like, like a week and a ago. Roll out of ago. your
2: apartment and see the apple drop. I don't have to.
1: I won't even and, have to leave it to see the fireworks if it's the, where I'm think it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the beauty is that the apple drop's not at midnight.
4: It's exactly it's so yeah family friendly hour. so your nephew's can it's my midnight. it's my it's that's my mid- mid- yeah. midnight when you're yeah. in radio that's exactly. your midnight <laughs> exactly. absolutely yeah and there's all kinds of information about this event on, on on the website that matthew's put together it's berkeleywv250.com
1: that sounds like so much cool stuff happening for the uh, berkeley 250
2: yes and um some of those items in the archive will be coming out for the first time
1: ever well, not ever. Well, in, <laughs> ever. in our lifetimes, no one's ever maybe. Seen it ever? Some
2: some people have laid their eyes on it, but maybe not a lot of people of our contemporaries.
1: Right. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. I always love when there's like time capsules opening mm-hmm. and stuff.
2: And I think it'll be like a refreshed exhibit, so it won't be always the same thing. Nice. So.
1: Nice, but Yeah, you can uh, listen back to that over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages if you want to uh, see or hear I guess uh, everything that's going to be going on for Berkeley 250 and it all gets started uh, Friday as we ring in the new year with the Apple Drop in downtown Martinsburg. Uh, Our sister station today's 97.5 will be down there at 4.30 broadcasting live, playing music, probably going to be giving away all kinds of stuff so uh, bring the family and get down there for the Apple Drop and ring in the new year in downtown Martinsburg. But stick around, coming up here in a few minutes after the break we'll have Bill double field on berkeley county's distinguished citizen to talk about well how distinguished he is here on panhandle Live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network
0: welcome back to panhandle live here are your hosts jordan nice warner and marcia kvalik
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kovalik, And joining us in studio is Berkeley County's Distinguished Citizen winner for uh, this year. It's Bill Stubblefield. Sir, how are you doing this
5: morning? Very good. Thank you very much, Jordan. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us
2: thank you for being here um, it's it's been a while
5: marsha's been much too long I guess it's been four or five years since we had a chance to sit down and visit
2: honestly I think yeah. one of the last times I got to see you you were animal control handing uh, out treats to the dogs
5: I don't remember that <laughs> but but I'm not surprised Bonnie and I do that all the time especially the dogs that are in uh, the uh, they've been collected by the county they're wonderful dogs but most of them got on the wrong side of the tracks for some, one reason or the other so mm-hmm. they're Good puppies.
2: It's it's a good thing that you do. Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. That's very cool. But uh, before we get into, uh, you know, a lot of the, because we have a lot to talk about this morning with you. But first, I want to say uh, congratulations on being the 27th winner of the Berkeley County Distinguished Citizen Award. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big honor.
5: It is a big honor. Uh, I was obviously very flattered. Um, I kept asking myself, why me? Why me? Especially when I looked at some of the prior recipients. They have been individuals of great esteem, both in the state as some of our governors and uh, senators have been selected, also a lot of the local individuals as well, some that immediately come to mind, George Karish, Jan Callen, uh, Bob Sanders, Lacey Rice, some very, very impressive individuals.
2: Uh, who's who.
5: Who's who, exactly right, of that era, who's who. Mm-hmm.
2: So, and not just those who have risen to political ranks, yeah. but also folks who have given back to the community in a big way.
5: I think that is uh, the common uh, denominator of all of them. They have actually been, uh, they felt they owed the county more than they felt the county owed them. So uh, they were more than happy. They were very willing to find ways to give back to the county. And all of them did. Everyone on, everyone on the list had made a significant contribution in one of several ways.
2: Of course we want to talk about some of the ways you've contributed mm-hmm. locally but you're not from around here.
5: I am not. <laughs> uh, but what you've heard the old story of many times that the uh, they explained to adopted child that we chose you and that's why you're so special. Well, Bonnie and I chose Berkeley County. We went uh, we were with the government and we'd lived in several areas and we came up for retirement. Uh well before that we had recreational property here, but we uh When was time to retire, we knew this was a place we wanted to be, and we've not regretted a single moment. This is the most caring, compassionate, welcoming community I've ever lived in, and I've lived in many, many communities.
1: I was going to ask you what were the you know defining figures because or features I guess of Berkeley County because we were talking a little bit off air and you said you're oceanographer so I have to take you all mm. over the world yeah. and then you end up in little old Berkeley County.
5: Well, yes, you're right, Bonnie and I have traveled most of the world both on um, for business a lot of them business, but the bulk of that was on the oceans, uh, and then we've traveled a lot personally. So there's probably not many places in the world that we one of the one of us have not visited. But why Berkeley County? The list goes on and on, but the things that I think strike me, and I alluded to some of them a while ago, Mm -hmm. one, it is very welcoming. Uh, As soon as we set foot in the county, nobody asks, where are you from? Or that you're not local. Or we've got a close-knit group. You can only be welcomed after 50, 60 years of your oh, wow. life. Goodness. And, <laughs> and, and, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know, certain communities have that reputation. Mm-hmm. At least they used to. I don't know anymore. Charleston, South Carolina, where I've spent quite a bit of time, used to say you had to be fourth or fifth generation before you really can be uh, identified as Charlestonian. Wow. wow. <laughs> but, it's, uh, but that was the first thing. As soon as we walked in the area, we were welcome. Second thing is we were, we were given the opportunity to get involved. Not necessarily that we had to get involved. We were given the opportunity. On, and that's kind of unusual. A lot of communities uh, feel that the individuals that are involved in certain things, that's as far as they wanted to go. They don't want anybody else to join. Berkeley County is the exception. Come on, let's, let's work together. Uh, the other thing is how compassionate the community is. This is one of the most given communities of anywhere, again, anywhere I've lived. You see it over the Christmas holidays, but you see it every day of the year. Uh, the backpack program the schools mm-hmm. do, uh, the, the Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, which we'll talk about more in, in detail, mm-hmm. the uh, Boys and Girls Club, uh, the, the homeless shelter. Um, and the list just is in, embedded in all parts of our society Every part uh, is, um, is welcome and looks for an opportunity for you to serve. And I've been very fortunate to have served on many, many of the boards. I'm currently on the hospice board, which is doing such a great job. Uh, the litter, as Marsha's well aware of, mm-hmm. uh, has uh, taken a, um, a role of importance. Uh, the, my wife's own a farmland protection land trust, or land trust, I should say. Uh, so there's just many, many, many ways. That you can give back if you care to, and it's a surprising number of people that do care to do actually get involved.
2: How long have you been in the county?
5: Uh, well, we we first set foot on our property in um, I think eighty seven. Uh, oh wow! But the uh, but the first ten years or so it was a recreational property. Mm-hmm. But in those ten years, we were able to sample the community as it is. So when we were ready to move here full time, I retired first in 1999 from the federal government, and Bonnie retired about four years later. But we had no doubt where we wanted to retire. We we saw the beauty of the area, mostly the physical beauty, because we had not yet gotten involved in the community. But in short order, we saw the human beauty, which if anything, exceeds the physical beauty.
2: I know you've um, seen a lot of the growth firsthand, Mm -hmm. uh, ushered in some of it as a commissioner, and now obviously on some of these boards helping to maintain the quality of life that, you know, that Farmland Protection Mm -hmm. Bureau, certainly the the work that your wife is doing there is important because, um, you know, the growth could go on unchecked and some of these, you know, properties could be just eaten up if not for some of these checks and balances.
5: That's exactly right. And without zoning, we the county has attempted twice to implement zoning, and the voters both times said, not now. Uh, will they revisit somewhere down the line? I suspect with the growth there's going to be sufficient pressure mm-hmm. that they will revisit again. But without that, for several people kind of stepping up, the land trust you mentioned and the farmland uh, preservation are two, but there's several things that are actually trying to Live with the growth, not necessarily cope with the growth. As uh, that's that's important, but living with the growth is even more important.
2: So we should talk about your your service in the military. You were in the Navy as an officer. I was. Um, and it, were you in in any of the conflicts, or uh, was this peacetime for you?
5: Uh, no, I was during the Vietnam War. Uh, I volunteered to go to Vietnam. The wisdom was that. I had an interest in science, interest in oceanography, so they sent me to an area, to various islands that would be tracking Russian submarines. So I mm. spent my, the, my Navy times mostly uh, in pursuit, or not actual physical pursuit, but tracking the Russian submarines. I also spent some time resupplying scientific bases in both the Arctic and Antarctica. Whoa. So I have great love uh, for the both Arctic and Antarctica. Unfortunately, well, the Arctic is disappearing very quickly.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, how was that? Was, were they that different going from maybe seeing Antarctica to seeing you know the Arctic?
5: Uh, you mean that, other
1: than just being white, just it, desolate, it, cold, windy? No, at that <laughs>
5: at that particular point in time, yes, there was quite a bit of difference mm-hmm. uh, because the Arctic. Uh, is 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 water with just ice yeah. on top of it. The animals you see are few. Polar bears was, was the most common one, and it's better to send a polar bear from a ship than it is. I, uh, say, I, hear <laughs> I hear they're pretty vicious. Oh, they can be very vicious. These are wise words. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but in Antarctica, uh, there's much more life, much more visible life. The penguins are just all uh, everywhere, wow. and several varieties of penguins. And there's there's some. Um, Conflicts between one species and another, such as the leopard seals and the penguins. I had an opportunity once to see um, leopard seals actually um, intercept a group of penguins coming back from being at sea for several weeks. And they were patrolling between where the penguins were and getting on shore. The penguins were forced to, I don't know if they were forced, but they did it. They got into a little huddle, and from the huddle two swam diagonally right toward the leopard seals. The leopard seals killed both penguins, uh, feathers and blood everywhere in the water. But there was another group of penguins coming in. They saw the two leopard seals, two swam at an angle. The rest of the penguins got to shore safely. That repeated itself four or five times. The obvious question, were they self-selected? Were they peer selected? Uh, Wow. In that case, you want to know who your buddies were because they were peer selected. I've never heard David Attenborough say anything about that. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. That's amazing. And
2: to to have a front row seat to that. Yeah,
5: front row seat, yeah. But you ask another question, Jordan, that's even more uh, germane to the issue, and that was not the relative comparability between the Arctic and Antarctica at that point in time. The real question is the difference between then and today. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it some in the Antarctica, but we're seeing it a lot, lot, lot more in the Arctic. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Climate—that's a whole. We could have a whole nother topic on climate change and the uh, the glaciers melting mm-hmm. and sea levels rising. My goodness.
2: So I, I want to, of course, get to the Absolutely. to the Boy Scouts, but I yes. also yes. want to talk about the Stubblefield Institute <clears throat> because oh, if you. we need anything, we need civil dis- discourse, yes. and uh, and you guys have a whole institute regarding that.
5: Yes, and a lot of people deserve credit for this. Um, Mary Hendricks, uh, the president of Shepherd University, probably more than any other saw a need and was promoting it. David Avella, David Welch, the litany goes on and on, the list goes on and on. But these, the objective is is to set an example of how we can have meaty discussions on politics but extends to everything, without getting angry with each other. The Institute is not designed to go in and change someone's mind. we That's not our purpose. Uh, if you're a strong uh, strong supporter of the left or you're a strong supporter of the right, fine. We we encourage that. We encourage you to have your passion to exhibit them. What we are encouraging though is the very sides, in this case politics, but could be on anything, to be able to sit down and in a civil manner and an intelligent manner to discuss what the issues is and to at least develop an understanding of the other points other person's point of view.
2: Our guest this morning is Bill Stubblefield. He is being honored this this coming year Mm -hmm. as the Berkeley County Distinguished Citizen, courtesy the Boy Scouts. They're going to have a ceremony Tuesday, May 22nd at their annual banquet at the Holiday Inn uh, you can, I believe, get tickets already. Mm-hmm. The event is at 6 p.m. with a dinner to follow at 6.30. I'm sure you've been to a few of these. And you mentioned off-air not, not everyone who's honored has to be a Boy Scout, but you have been. I have An been. Eagle Scout.
5: I was an Eagle Scout, yes, and Order of the Arrow as well. So, oh.
2: What did that do for you?
5: It helped me a lot of things. One, it, um, it showed me that working together is better than working by yourself. It showed me that you need to have a goal. And people at the age of uh, 8 or 9 or up through 17, 18, it's difficult to formulate your own goal. Of course, your parents help, your peers help, but the Boy Scouts was is wonderful at doing that as well. Not dictating what you should do, but give an example of how a goal will benefit you. Uh, It also gave me the sense of accomplishment because the goals were achievable and Eagle Scout, whatever the case may be, you were able to stick your chest out and tell yourself, I accomplished something. And this is important for youth. It it was not given. it's, It's not given to you. It's encouraged and there's guidance. But you actually do. You meet the goals, the accomplishments yourself. And you're proud of that. That's important to know.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure you can get your way out of the woods as easy as anybody else. Huh? <laughs> Navigate. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs>
2: it's interesting because we had a young lady on who, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of yep. course the Boy Scouts have opened yep. up their their uh, yeah. arms to some uh, families and girls. And this young lady was going for her Eagle Scout. And some of the the badges that they have now mm-hmm. for gaming and all mm-hmm. of that have changed. What was one of the more interesting um, badges or uh, attainments that you had to do on your way to Eagle Scout.
5: Let me t- uh, pick up on what Jordan said, as opposed to which badge that you're able to find yourself out of the woods. <laughs> uh, they, the the Boy Scouts give and the Girl Scouts I'm, I'm grouping together give you an opportunity to learn and with for most of the time to learn in a positive element without negative consequences. Well, part of the order of the arrow, uh, we were dropped alongside a road. And we slept the night out in just a sleeping bag and worked our way back to camp the next day. Uh, not not overly adventurous, but it was out all by ourselves. Well, I got up the next morning and the road was 100 yards of the way uh, beside me. But I said, Well, this is Boy Scouts don't expect me to take the easy way. I'm going to take the tough way. So I, I abandoned the road. So I started walking on my own. Well, obviously, I got lost. And I finally got back to the camp eight or nine, ten hours after everybody else did. They would already arranged search parties coming out looking for me. Oh so God. I guess one of the lessons you've, with the Boy Scouts and lesson in life, look at the obvious first, and then you try to, to go with some Occam's Razor, for example, the Simple Solutions, are literally – frequently the best, absolutely.
1: and We've been speaking with Bill Stubblefield, who's uh, going to be honored as the Berkeley County uh, Distinguished Citizen for this year. And unfortunately, we have to get to our last break here before the top of the hour. But thank you for spending some time with us this morning. Uh, it's amazing to hear all the things that you've done, especially uh, choosing you know Berkeley County
5: to be your home. Yeah, I'd like to make a couple of points. Yeah, if absolutely. I can, yeah, I, I, for if you're interested in attending, and I hope you will attend, uh, the best way to go is BCDCD. That's Boy. Uh, City dog city dog B C B C D C D with my southern accent, it's gonna be hard. Yeah. <laughs> then twenty two period gives Mart G I V E S M A R T dot com B C D C dot gives M A R T dot com, and I'm sure Marcia can have that published. <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll have that. Okay. Right.
2: Yeah, I've got it right there.
5: And yep. if there's a telephone number if you want to call, it's going to be uh, 304-582-2498 Now there's an opportunity, and it's going to start on Tuesday, March the twenty second, at the Holiday Inn, beginning at six o'clock, and they uh, you'll have an opportunity to assist the Boy Scouts. Uh, various ways one would be by sponsoring a table anywhere from $300 up but each one of them helps boy scouts in need the underserved uh, such as a week-long summer camp uh, the um, uh, a youth week another week-long summer camp so there's a lot of different packages but the important thing is it helps the youth of our community the underserved of our community and so I really encourage people to search, look at it. It's going to be a fun evening. Um, folks that you know well, uh, Rob Mario is going to be hosting along with Joe Ferretti. And then um, uh, some of our local dignitaries will be speaking uh, judge chris Wilkes, maria lawrence and others mm-hmm. so it's good going to people. be a, it's going to be a good people fun evening so i encourage people to consider coming out
1: absolutely well again congratulations on the uh, being the berkeley county distinguished citizen that's pretty cool it's a pretty big honor and i appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us again we've been speaking with bill stubblefield this morning and thank you for joining us on panhandle live
5: thank you very much jordan absolutely Marcia, good to see you. you too
1: absolutely stick around for more here on panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network
0: Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. With hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location, downtown Martinsburger, 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewater. Alongside me is Marsh Kabalik. If you missed it, right before the break, we had Bill Stubblefield on, Berkeley County's Distinguished Citizen, to talk about well being a distinguished, being a distinguished citizen. Easy
2: for you to say.
1: Goodness. And so, all the other amazing things he's done in his life, goodness! Somebody's write a book about him,
2: right? That was that was a great interview, and and just trying to you know tabulate all the things he's done in his life. Of course, we didn't hit nearly any of it. But uh, if you would like to be part of the celebration as he is honored, it is May twenty second at the Holiday and The event <clears throat> begins at six with dinner to follow at six thirty. And as Mister Stubblefield mentioned, for more information, go to bcdcd twenty two givesmart.com uh, or you can call three zero four five eight two two four nine eight. tickets and sponsorships available now
1: yeah, it's a tough website to try and read out mm-hmm. isn't it? It's but anyways, right. yeah, we'll have that over on our uh, social media pages where you can also find it. This episode of Panhandle Live, if you've missed any of it, over on our Facebook and Spotify pages. Well, it was pretty much just uh, me and Marsha hanging out for a while. We heard from uh, Matt Umstead talking about the Berkeley 250, which kicks off mm-hmm. on Friday for New Year's Eve, which that sounds like it's going to be a blast. They're opening so, the archives. Absolutely, with the apple drop and all kinds of stuff. And then, of course, Bill Stubblefield just joining us. so Amazing. Uh, yeah, if you missed it, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. But for Marsh Kavalik, Jordan Nice Warner, it's been Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow.